everybody. Welcome to first of MHTV for 2022. And I think any of us thought that that's ever something we'd be saying. Um, we were supposed to set up, if you remember back in the day, just to cover a little bit of disruption over a summer period when um, we had all become a bit distant from each other and things had got a bit just disparate and people going online and if you remember it was when conferences and meetings were getting cancelled so we thought we'll put together just a, a few conversations online to tide us over and um, we're still here bizarrely which is um which is lovely for us and it gives us a chance to look back so what this episode is about is looking back over the last year's um, worth of work um and really starting to have a think about what worked what you really enjoyed we really want to hear from you so we're going to obviously um go to the rest of the team to introduce themselves in just one second but don't forget you guys um we really want to hear from you as well so can i come to dave first to say how people can join in tonight and actually maybe comment on some of the episodes that they've enjoyed or anything they'd like in the future. Dave? Hi, Nikki. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so as always, anyone watching along, a couple of options for joining in. The first one is on Facebook Live. Uh, so obviously just watching the live feed, if you want to pop any comments or questions or thoughts in the live feed chat, that's great. Uh, and then on Twitter, all you need to do is include the hashtag MHTV uh, and we'll be looking out for that. And obviously we'll be able to bring in any comments or thoughts into tonight's episode. Okay, let's go to Vanessa. Vanessa, obviously, can you introduce yourself, even though everyone knows who you are, and then maybe say <laughs> what episode really stood out for you last year? Yeah, um, hi, everyone. Um, Happy New Year as well, first of all. Hope everyone's had a great Christmas. I know it's not a great time at the moment, and there's lots of people off with COVID and isolating and things like that. So um, if you're bored tonight, then, um, you know, join us and have a conversation about what we've been up to for the last year I mean when I um when Nikki said just then my favorite episode it's really hard for me to say it's also really hard for me to kind of define what was last year and what was the year before because I feel like it's all just blended in together as one um but I think if I was to it would be more of a theme than an episode I think for me I've really enjoyed the um the conversations about empathy about connection about um how we use the arts and um, and sort of conversations about green issues um, and also about how, you know, nurses support each other as well. I think that's been really important and they're the ones that I've probably connected with most. But I think that's also because, you know, I'm passionate about nursing being an art as well as a science. So I'm always more drawn to um, conversations about those things as well. How about you, Nikki? Well, um. I have to agree. I, I, I've really loved the fact that we've been able to talk about mental health issues very much as they as they touch life, really. So again, yeah. that, that understanding of things around sort of green health and sustainability around nurses being political when they want to be um, and yeah. being able to take activist roles as well and to feel powerful in that, because I think a lot of what's happening at the minute is squashing people. So I was really impressed as well by the, the Nurse Lifeline crew actually standing up and doing something and um, the kind of activists that we saw on the Green Health and Podcast, but also people on an individual level. So I really loved um, Gerald Atlogba talking about um, her, her experience of sickle cell in such a positive and uh, engaging way and actually really sharing her experiences in a way I think that helped us to think about health and illness in a much more kind of human way rather than just biomedical. So I found that that really exciting. I guess, Dave, what was yours? 
Yeah, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, obviously in prep for these kind of episodes, you kind of look back on all the uh, episodes that you've done over the year. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, you kind of think every week the ones that you do, oh, you know, that'll be one that I'll, I'll remember and I'll remember. Uh, but then when you read them after one after another, it's it sort of it really kind of hits home what a huge amount of different topics we covered last year. Uh, I think one of the, the ones that came out for me were kind of the single guest episodes that we did where we were able to kind of dive down into the minds of the people that, that were involved in those. Uh, and just thinking about, you know, ones like the one we did with Mark Radford, uh, you know, he's just been uh, awarded a CBE in, in the recent uh, uh, Queen's Honours, uh, New Year's Honours list. Uh, and, and it's funny because you kind of remember why we were talking about the, what, you know, why we invited him onto that episode. And at that point, it was because, you know, last year we had the, the kind of the major winter wave of COVID. Uh, and there was talk about getting student nurses into, uh, uh, you know, kind of away from placement, more into kind of day-to-day nursing. Uh, and, you know, all the kind of the, the pitfalls that might come from that, the problems that might come from it, uh, you know, some of the advantages that, that might come from it. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, it's funny in, in a way that you kind of think that we've had 12 months since then. Uh, so much has happened, so much has changed. Uh, you know, the, the world is kind of in a, in, a, in a very different place, although in some ways in a very similar place. Uh, and I suppose, you know, kind of MHTV for me has been kind of something that's, that's marked that time. And, you know, it's kind of counted down those days. I, I think as well, I could say, you know, some great episodes, you know, single person episodes. Uh, we had Andrea Sutcliffe on uh, from the NMC. Uh, you know, we had uh, Natasha Devon on, who it's been great to see, you know, get a much higher public profile over the last year. Now she's a, a regular uh, a presenter on uh, LBC Radio, you know, uh, really pleased for her. Uh, and I suppose to, to look at the episode that I probably enjoyed the most uh, is uh, was with Professor Dame uh, Elizabeth Anionwu, uh, who was on just two months ago. Uh, but I always really enjoy listening to Elizabeth talk. You know, it's one of those where you kind of feel like as long as you've got a brew and the house is warm, you know, you can put your feet up and you can just listen to a talk for hour and hour uh, about such a kind of a, a massively varied and, and, and kind of insightful career. Mm. And, and, and that's one of the things that I kind of love about nursing as well. That You know, if you kind of spoke to a, a kid about nursing, they, they maybe would have a very kind of individual view of, oh, well, it's someone that works on a ward in a hospital looking after people that have physical illness. But actually, I think Elizabeth sort of typifies really nicely the kind of huge variety, the huge number of doors that, that nursing can open and the huge number of doors that nurses can help to open, uh, not just in this country, but around the world. Uh, and I think, you know, her episode really kind of reminded me of that yet again so uh you know some great episodes for people to uh watch on youtube or facebook or listen to on our on our podcast i think we need to retweet some of those back out again as well i think yeah, you also useful to see um what kind of had the most watches is it possible that we could have a quick talk over which ones were most viewed because i know all the platforms have different amounts but for a number, for a number, but maybe start with number three in that true kind of radio mm. DJ style. Three, two, one. 
So what was the third most? Yeah, so, so, so like you say, Nikki, you know, looking uh, in advance this episode, the, the, the kind of the, the top three, top five, yeah. top one, uh, if, if we're thinking about our YouTube channel, uh, then, you know, obviously those episodes aren't on there live, they're yeah. recorded on Facebook and we, and we upload them onto it. Uh, the third most popular on YouTube this year was episode 61. Uh, and for those that can't remember what episode 61 was, that was on health and sustainability. <laughs> uh, I think it's all. Yeah. I know, I know, Nikki, you, you kind of said in, you know, in prep for this, that that was one of a real favourite of your episodes. Yeah. So can you kind of remember any highlights yeah. from it? I think what I really, what I really like about it is, is, re is really recognising the part that um, nurses play in terms of planetary health as well as personal health, because, nobody is going to thrive in a in a situation social situation that's not healthy and that doesn't support human life so we can do all this kind of work around you know biomedically looking at things but if someone is in unsafe housing if they are in a situation where they're experiencing a lot of um, smoke poor air quality all the all the tablets in the world aren't going to fix that and so there's something around you know understanding kind of the human condition of nursing and that's nurse's job I think be able to kind of promote people to live as well as possible and that's from mm -hmm. a cellular level and below but also I think on a much more societal level and what I really liked about about that particular episode is it takes all the things that nurses are so good at which is looking at a problem everyone else is like and maybe runs away from and going right let's break it down let's get practical what do we need to do about this ethically morally practically you know philosophically how can we align up what's the right thing to do with what's the most expedient and most sensible thing to do a kind of practical problem solving and that taking um not just a financial view of something but a, a well-being view of something in its kind of richest and most holistic sense that's what i really enjoyed about that episode in the and, and it was full of lots of different people's descriptions of i saw this it wasn't right so i fixed it or i tried to start fixing it and it was full as well not of just people like oh magically solving problems but coming together getting stuck checking back with other people then joining up with nurses from other countries as well to look at problems and i thought that was really I think it's a really beautiful thing to see in a world where problems seem to be just insurmountable. I mean, they're coming one, two, three, all the time. And actually seeing people breaking stuff down and taking responsibility on a personal level, but also connecting up on a community level with other nurses and actually reaching, you know, across kind of country boundaries. I, I loved seeing that. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think what I loved about the sustainability mm -hmm. argument was the acknowledgement of the inequality within mm -hmm. sustainability because, you know, a lot of sustainability is around, um, you know, it seems it's around buying middle class products that, you know, a lot of people, poorer people can't afford in order to be sustainable. And I think the acknowledgement that there is, um, you know, there is that inequality than the sort of sustainability agenda, but also, as you say, um, how nurses are great problem solvers and how, you know, nurses will use resources like social media to connect with each other and to, you know, generate a social movement and things that don't cost any money to try and kind of solve problems together. And whether that's about sustainability or any issue, I think it you know, demonstrates nursing at its best, really. Yeah, I do. So what was the next one? Well, just before you go on, I think as well, it kind of links in with quite a few of the other episodes that we had last year as well, didn't it? So we had quite a few that looked at the environment. 
Uh, and I think, you know, one of them tied up really nicely with some of the articles in a, in a mental health nursing journal from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously we had a, an episode more recently uh, where we travelled over to uh, Australia yeah. uh, and oh, talked yeah. about tackling waste from the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, so that was that was really nice as well. But yes, so uh, on our second most popular YouTube uh, episode of last year, it was episode 53, and that was with Emma Wadian guests talking Thank about... Goodness. I thought you were just going to leave the number there. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Professional <laughs> Nurse Advocate Programme. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, was a, a programme that really kind of found it, its feet last year. Uh, from growing from something really, really small into something that now covers lots of healthcare organisations and not only uh, mental health nursing, but across, uh, you know, it kind of originally started with critical care, uh, you know, intensive care nurses, just because of the huge pressure that we know that they were under and faced and still face with COVID-19. So it was, you know, something very much of its time that has developed very well over, you know, the the last year. Uh, And I think as well, you know, Real credit to Emma for the amazing work that she did on that program, uh, and that's someone else that you know. Watching last year, be a really strong advocate for mental health nursing, uh, and when you kind of think, you know, me, someone that's kind of supported our mental health nurse members in Unite, one of the oft criticisms is the kind of the inability for mental health nurses to get a seat at the table or to get their voices heard. Uh, and I think, you know, Emma's done an amazing job at, at really kind of pushing that that to the, the kind of the next level, uh, you know, and, and, you know, sad for her that she was kind of recruited just before kind of COVID sort of was kicking off. Uh, you know, something else that I always feel really sad for her about was the way that she got, uh, you know, recruited onto the WHO uh, international sort of like, you know, there's an international group looking at mental health. Uh, she managed to get onto that the time when no travel was allowed, and you know she had to do it all from a bedroom. Uh, you know, Very unfair. I, I, I know. I think that's that, that's a bit gutting. You know, looking at colleagues that has, that missed out on some international travel. You know, yeah. at the start of COVID, when we were hoping to get to Horatio conference. You know, we, yeah. we kind of feel that pain as well, don't we? Not just the, uh, you know, the, the sort of the profession, professional pain, but also the ability to travel pain. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, yeah, Emma's done a, an amazing job in, in, you know, a relatively short period of time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think there is something said as well about having um, nurse leaders who you can be really sort of proud to get behind as well. And she's definitely one for me that I would think that, that of. And it's an oft mm-hmm. complaint, isn't it? Like nobody, nobody wants to, to bite that bullet because it is a hard, hard job, um, particularly at the moment. Um, but she's done a she's doing a great job doing it, really good. And it's it's nice to have people to be proud of, isn't it? Can't just keep looking at Florence Nightingale forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a, that was an interesting one. Yeah, and good to see a female nurse leader as well, and a female nurse leader that can lead like a female rather than like a male, as we often find um within leadership so i think you know for me emma's values and the way she leads is um is positive and i think you know it links into um the whole thing about social media and making these conversations accessible having emma on having andrea sutcliffe on people so that the nursing community can join in these conversations and i think 
for me that shifted with COVID because prior to COVID I was always passionate about you know nurses can get on social media and you can talk to anybody and you can have conversations and you can change things as a community whereas now it's about nurses are isolated where can we connect with each other and you know it's kind of slightly shifted it's the same thing but it, there's that kind of shift that there's still an online space that you can come on and connect with people and have those conversations mm. yeah and I think on that point Vanessa just one of the things that jumped into my head is the bit about the the lack of nurse representation on the uh the COVID briefings uh you know we've mm. seen kind of Boris Johnson flanked often by, you know, medics, but not by nurses. Yeah, uh, mm. And you, that then reminds me of the, when Ruth May, chief nursing officer in England, was last on the uh, the briefings. You know, she had the, the temerity to uh, sort of <laughs> criticise uh, behaviours, uh, which then obviously, you know, some people believe that's why she wasn't invited back on. Uh, and and I <laughs> Go on, what was that, Nikki? I believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think again, you know, it, it's it's quite a shame, really, that you know that nurses haven't had that, have, haven't seen that, or people that don't know about nursing haven't sort of had the opportunity to say that. Uh, and especially when we see that nurses have played such a huge part in the response to COVID, uh, but then haven't been kind of seen at that top table, you know, yeah. uh, and it's very, you know, very welcome, I'm, you know, very valuable, you know, like Chris Whitty uh, and JVT's been, you know, knighted in the New Year's honour as well. But, you know, that kind of lack of, of nurse representation at that level seemed very unfortunate. Mm. Very unfortunate. And that, is, and, um, and that is represented in the nurse, in the honours list, isn't it? The lack of nurses and certainly mm. that's been commented on in social media as well. Yeah. I think we had a call out as well for Laura Sarant, Professor Sarant, who did did definitely give it both barrels when she had the opportunity to speak. So congratulations. It was lovely to see her in action. I really enjoyed it. And um, we've taken a clip of that. I think it was her on question time. And we use it as a part of our nurse communication course, which is so great, I think, for all those reasons, the reasons you've just said, but also because nurses need to be able to say no sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. you being unpopular is your job, you know, and you've got to say stuff that people don't necessarily want to hear. Um, and I, I'm I'm sad that we haven't had so many nurses in spotlight, but I'm really proud of the ones that did get up and say no when something was wrong, because that's a really important part of nurses' job, isn't it? To be yeah. able to keep people safe and say what needs to be said. So I, I kind of enjoyed it, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'd like to hear more of it. But, you know... Yeah. Proved he'd hurt, as I think people have found out. But mm. we'll see, because I think there's a long history, isn't there, of people who are motivated by their personal beliefs and by their professional opinions being heard unfavorably, shall we say? I mean, you just have to go back to Professor Nutt, don't you, with his everyone saying, "What do you think about drugs?" And he told people frankly what he thought about drugs, and then he was no longer drug czar. So I don't think it's just nurses that get this, but I do think it's a sign of that someone can be proud of really when they've said what needed to be said regardless of the consequences and i'm i think yeah. that's something for for us all to aspire to not to be imminently um silenced but <laughs> to mm. say what we really think mm. yeah and who was number one then on on the uh on this so on the on the YouTube list, uh, yeah. number one was an evening with Professor Mark Radford, and that was episode thirty-two. I think that was yeah. last January. So uh, yeah, he he's had a lot of time to uh, 
build up his following over that year, watching wise. But uh, yeah, uh, and, and like I was saying earlier, uh, obviously we invited him on at the time when so much was happening, uh, so much uncertainty, so much concern and confusion about the issues for student nurses. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think he and colleagues did the best really to get uh, to be accessible, to uh, invite people to question and challenge, you know, the things, the decisions that were being made at the time mm-hmm. uh, and kind of, you know, sat in front of people and, you know, answered questions. Uh, and and I think, you know, that episode was a, a, a really good example of that. Uh, and I suppose, it, you know, looking at what's happened, but still feeling in a relatively similar position now this year with Omicron uh, and the mm-hmm. huge pressures that the NHS is you know, under today, uh, you know, still those decisions are being uh, made. Uh, I know it was interesting looking at some of the reports uh, over the last few days about, you know, the kind of uh, desire to bring in other people to provide nursing care, uh, as if anyone can kind of rock up to a a healthcare establishment, uh, you know, put on a uniform, put on some scrubs and, and become a nurse. Uh, yeah. perhaps really shows the the kind of the lack of understanding of, of the kind of the critical nature of nursing, you know, the mm-hmm. important uh, part that it plays yeah. uh, and the complexity of being a, you know, a good nurse. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, I mean, so that Mark, you know, Mark really kind of is really good at articulating that importance and that, that level of, of work that nurses do, you know, not just through his role at health education or, NHS England, but also the work that he does in, you know, research. Uh, And I think, again, you know, we've had some really good research nurses on the podcast this year, haven't we? You know, some really kind of, uh, you know, people doing, you know, really uh, important work, but also kind of talking about research in a way that hopefully engages people that don't kind of think that research is of something that would interest them. Uh, So hopefully we've kind of played a bit of a part in, you know, making people think again, whether it's students or, you know, relatively newly qualified or nurses that have been around for a good few years, you know, actually thinking more about the the research nature of nursing and, and how they can get involved in it and play a part in that. Yeah, absolutely. Are you saying that it was different across different platforms? Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting that I think one of the ones that is kind of repeated across is the popularity of the health and sustainability episode. Uh, I think that, you know, comes relatively high on a few of them. Uh, The other top tracks that I I looked at on, and that's obviously from our podcast element of MHTV, people can listen to that from a host of uh, podcast services uh, if they just search for MHPod. Uh, the most popular episode. No, oh, sorry, I'm doing in, in reverse order, aren't I? Uh, the, the 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 top five, number five, uh, was becoming a university student. So that was episode sixty-two. Uh, so uh, I think that was a couple of your colleagues, wasn't it, Nikki, that we invited onto the show? And I think it's it's. I mean, I just have a quick shout out to the students who have been piling through this pandemic and done such amazing work. I mean, if you think about the experience of the people who are now in the third year and about to qualify in this coming September, this is all they've known. And that, when you think about that, you can see how amazing their progress has been and how impressive they've been 
to be honest. I mean, the minute they came in, I think they, they only had like four or five months before things started to get rocky and they were just getting out into practice when placements were changed, people were in, people were out, lessons went online. And so their experience of what they had hoped for for university, as it was for all university students, has been really, really disrupted. But on top of that, they've had to pay for it. Don't even get me started on that, people. And, <laughs> and they've have risked their lives, you know, and I think that's amazing. Um, you know, you look at them and, and I think a lot of of fellow nurses will look at this new generation coming through and just be really proud of them because this has not been easy. So I think, you know, becoming a university student is a really um, valuable one. I'm really glad that they took time out to do that because it is a bit different than the way it used to be. And one thing's for sure, it will never go back to the way that it was. Whether we stay online, you know, how placements change, all that stuff's up for grabs still. But certainly the experience of going away to university is different now and is unlikely to go back exactly the way that it used to be. Yeah. What was the next one? So fourth on SoundCloud was episode 69, uh, and that was Sickle Cell, the Invisible Disability, oh, as real as the oxygen you breathe. Yeah, she did a great job there. So thanks again to Chowda. Much, much appreciated your time and, and openness and honesty with that one. Yeah. Uh, then the third most popular, it was that health and sustainability episode that we've already talked about. We need to uh, get second, more. Yeah. Yeah, so if you know anybody who's working in that sector um, and you know that they have, they would like to speak to us or they'd like to have an episode or you'd like to just hear more, let us know either by on Twitter or on Facebook and we will certainly ask more guests and, and develop that area of interest. Uh, and then second uh, was that evening with Professor Dame Elizabeth Anionwu. Mm. Uh, and then first was diversity and cultural awareness in nursing practice. Yeah. Can you remind me who the guests were for that? Oh, let's have a look. Yes, it's always dangerous to ask a question. <laughs> I feel that. Since I said I thought that was mean. <laughs> it was mean. Uh, we did um, hair racism this year as well, which I thought was a really important one as well. That was this year, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was, but the yeah. episode with diversity and cultural awareness, uh, that was with Bev Beverly ba Braithwaite. Beverly Braithwaite, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think those those two things were really exciting because yeah. often it's only when you actually bring it, bring those conversations out into the open that you can actually just honestly say what's there. You can't change things until you honestly face them. And I think that there's there's still been this hesitancy in nursing to do what's right around social justice when it when it's impacting racism. And we're talking about, you know, either systemic racism or individual nurses being held back um, and being mistreated because of their cultural, the colour of their skin. And I think it's so important that nurses stand up and say, this, you cannot be a nurse and be racist. You yeah. can't. There are things that you cannot do, and that's one of them. And I think it's really exciting to see that being considered as part of health and well-being. Because of course it impacts, impacts the care you get, impacts the care that you're able to give. So I was really excited and pleased to see us talking about that so openly and having um, kind of generous conversations with each other about that as well. Because it's an area, isn't it, that whenever you go onto any kind of public space and you talk openly about difficult issues, there's always that worry that you're going to say the wrong thing or someone's going to jump down your throat or a big misunderstanding is going to occur. But unless people do have like good faith discussions, you're always going to miss out, aren't you, on a full range of understanding and being able to be empathetic to each other and being able to be better at our jobs. 
So for me, I, I found those quite exciting. What did you guys think? I don't think that was, I think that was an episode that I wasn't involved in, Nikki, while I was off, so I can't really comment on it. But I do think that um, generally we need to have more discussions about cultural diversity and obviously make sure that, you know, we're representative on the panel as well of discussions. And I think I'd like to see more sort of intersectional discussions on um, cultural diversity, really, because I think that one thing we don't talk about is class. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, that's certainly something that people are, you know, discriminated against for still. Um, obviously, you know, mm. poverty and mm. other forms of inequality, mm. you know, LGBT issues. I think, you know, we need to kind of not just look at race on its own, but kind of look at all the different levels and layers of, um, you know, discrimination and oppression that people experience. And, you know, we said earlier, didn't we, that, you know, a lot of nurses won't speak out, you know, and for me, that's evidence that we've still got some oppressive practice within the system that prevents people from having a voice and speaking up. So, you know, if that if that's in the system when we're speaking up about professional issues, then even more difficult to speak up about issues that kind of impact on you as a person and a human being, you know. So another reason why, you know, we need white allies and why we need to have these conversations so we kind of bring it out into the open because a lot of people, you know, with privilege don't even realise that these issues exist, particularly, you know, when it comes to sort of system racism and sort of system discrimination. People get the kind of overt racism that people say, or, you know, if people are, you know, attacked for the colour of the skin, but then, you know, well-meaning people in our system are racist through their kind of, endorsement of systems or through not speaking out about things so I think we need to have more open and honest conversations about that stuff and I think we all need to be involved in that as well regardless so yeah so although I wasn't involved in that particular episode I think you know it's something that I totally advocate for and think that we need to be thinking about having more of those discussions in the year ahead so I think as you said yeah I think as you said earlier if people are listening and um, you know you want to join us and you've got something to say then you know we welcome you on you know everybody's welcome onto the show so yeah get in touch with us. Nikki I don't know I'm trying to remember was Beverly's episode I think it was probably one of the ones where we had the most audience participation was it I'm just trying to remember I think there was quite a lot of kind of uh, yeah. Not only kind of exploratory questions, but also was it the one where we had quite a bit of challenge from a, a few people about their sort of yeah. thinking? Uh, and if, if I've got it right, I think Beverly was just so good at kind of uh, taking that challenge and, and kind of, you know, answering uh, the, the criticism and, you know, kind of talking about it really well. And I, I suppose sometimes it, it can be really difficult, can't it, when you're operating over zoom you know not just the kind of the few seconds delay or the the breakdown in the audio but also that kind of being unable to pick up on the, the kind of the non-verbals and you know kind of the it's always easier isn't it when you're in the room with someone uh but i think you know again i think beverly and lots of our guests this year have just done so well with the medium haven't they and and, and just cope really really well with it probably much better than i have at times so uh yeah no it's, yeah. it's, it's been it's been good to see that yeah. Mm -hmm. I think as well that's important to say that if people are interested in getting involved but you know don't feel that they've got the confidence then you know get in touch with us and 
you know, we'll happily, you know, talk you through it. And equally, if you'd rather write something, we're always looking, aren't we, for um, article contributions for mental health nursing journal. So there's different ways that you can get involved and have a voice. I think there's not been any comments, particularly from the audience, but there's a few people wishing us Happy New Year. So Happy New Year back to you guys. It's nice. Yeah, it is. I quite enjoy that side of it, the kind of conversation side of it. I do too. <laughs> and it's, it's nice thing to as well. I, I suppose the, there's the two nice bits. One is when you've got the kind of repeat offenders that come back every week, and you know you, yeah. you kind of get to know them. You know uh, who you are. Yes, definitely. Uh, but then it's also that kind of little bit of a thrill when you see someone post the first time that you know you you don't recognise that name, and it is really nice and to, to kind of know that there are people out there that are listening that are interested in the in the conversations that we have in. Uh, and whether it is via, you know, Facebook or YouTube or via the pod, you know, it's, it's really nice that that we've had that engagement. Uh, just in terms of the pod sort of downloads, when I was looking at the stats uh, a few weeks ago, we were well over 15,000 sort of people have listened to uh, an episode that we've done of MHTV so far. Uh, and, you know, compared with some of the podcasts out there, that's probably quite sort of tiny, but I think that's a, a really good kind of testament to the work uh, that you've, you, you know, that we've done. Uh, and I think, you know, that the effort that, you know, especially Nikki's put into booking some really excellent guests, you know, that we've, we've been able to kind of profile and talk to over the last sort of 74 episodes, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's been, been amazing really, hasn't it? So who was top of the pops on Facebook then? So fa- Facebook, that's a much harder sort of uh, system, as I understand it, to work out the kind of the ranking. But from a look of all the episodes from last year, I think that the the, the people that came out top was uh, uh, Mike Ramsey and uh, Grant King. Uh, and they did an episode on empathy as an intervention key values and qualities in mental health nursing yeah uh so yeah so that that was the most popular one on on facebook have you you got any memories from that one i think what's interesting for me about that is that that was the most popular on facebook and i would hazard the guess that that's contributions as well from people that maybe aren't part of the healthcare community and um might say something about kind of what people value which is you know around empathy when people are looking towards nurses and healthcare professionals, because I do know that, you know, from my own community outside of healthcare, people who've engaged in our some of our conversations. So, you know, it is a, a you know an open public platform. So I, I wonder if that does reflect um participation from kind of a wider audience who can kind of connect with the issue of empathy, whereas maybe some of the other things that we've talked about kind of represent the um, professional community more. I might be totally wrong, but that's that's what springs to mind. Yeah, I know we would like to look at more as well. I think this year coming up. So although there's non-medical approaches to sort of being me- mentally healthy, we do a lot of work around looking at trauma, grief, things. I think that are, are part of the kind of human condition and part of. Um, it's really important for nurses to have a really solid emotional understanding of, of what it means to be a person, but also being able to think about ways in which you can support people um, and yeah. tools and techniques and things that are specifically mental health focused. I think, but uh, I don't want to bank on too much about education, but the current um, 
curriculum that's that's come through is very task orientated. It's and that's great. It's really important that we look after people's physical well-being. But I do worry that the kind of culturally speaking, we're losing a little bit of our mental health specialty around um supporting emotional well-being and that kind of a more holistic management of of yeah being mentally healthy in a non-medical way does that make yeah. sense yeah definitely yeah. um and i think that's reflected in um some of the things like the nursing associate programs you know some yeah. of my concerns around the fact that it's very adult nursing focus and i know when i've kind of said that people come back to me and say you know, well, I'm doing it and I want to do mental health nursing and I love doing the physical health skills part of it. And I'm not denying that, that it is important that as mental health nurses that we understand physical health and that we've got skills in that. But you wouldn't get um, an adult nurse saying, I don't do much adult nursing on my course, but it's really important that I learn about mental health, would you? So whilst I think that we need, you know, mental health nurses with physical health skills, we also need adult nurses with mental health skills. And if we're going to be kind of skilling people up through a nursing associate route, particularly going back to our issue around sort of class and people having access to, you know, higher education, then if people wanting to do mental health, then I think we need to recognise that as a specialism and it needs to be built into the programme because, you know, we know that mental health nurses numbers are dwindling and, you know, we need to have some creative solutions in, in the future to kind of how we retain the workforce that we need to provide sort of safe quality care. And we're not going to be able to do that if we don't... Um, you know, recognise that through the training people do and those routes that they can follow into mental health nursing for those that want to do mental health nursing and not adult nursing. So I'd like to see us have more conversations in the next year really about the nursing workforce and as well and the kind of future of that and try and think collectively as a community about what we can do. I'm quite interested in us talking about the, um, you know, the new community model framework and you know how that's going to impact especially in terms of you know cpa disappearing and things like that so yeah absolutely i guess we're coming up to 40 minutes now so we need to start finishing up should we pop around us in a circle and um just have like look, any last thoughts anyone wants to share dave yeah to you? you're coming to me first uh oh <laughs> so my sort of thought from last year with MHTV, uh, the first main one is we were robbed. Obviously, we had the opportunity to uh, win an award uh, and we didn't win it, which was obviously uh, slightly distressing at the time. I, hopefully, we've kind of got over it now. But I think, you know, it was really nice Interesting to have... Interesting use of the word we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get over it, Dave. Yeah, hopefully. Uh and I, th I think it, it was really nice, wasn't it, that, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we were kind of recognised for the work that we did uh, with MHTV. Uh, mm. And I know uh, we've we've had a, a few conversations uh, since it started, really, about how long it will go on for. Mm. Uh, I think the, the problem that I often face is that you kind of think, oh, we'll at least carry on a little bit longer. Uh, and then, you know, you go and book a load of really great guests so you kind of think well you know i'm not going to cancel it before you know we, we have those people on uh and I, I think again you know we've got a few really good episodes sort of booked in already for this year uh just two to highlight uh obviously we've got uh next week professor marion lynch she's going to be talking about the i'm fine art project 
So again, kind of fitting in with that stuff we were saying earlier about art and mental health. And, you know, we've already done quite a few episodes about that, including the one that, that Vanessa led on uh, just before Christmas uh, with, with colleagues in India. Uh, yeah. And then the other one that I've absolutely been kind of wanting to get a conversation about uh, since way before MHTV started uh, is the issue of body-worn cameras uh, in mental health. Uh, and that's something that we're going to be talking about at the end of January uh, with, you know, colleagues from uh, King's, but also with some people that use services uh, and their kind of views of, uh, you know, professionals wearing body-worn cameras. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it, we've, we've got some some really kind of important meaty top, topics coming up. Uh, but I think the, the other reflection that I would want to share is, you know, whilst at times kind of thinking, oh, you know, Wednesday afternoon's coming and I've got to get everything done for the episode that evening, you know, the kind of four or five hours that go into each kind of, episode production uh it kind of really sort of pales into insignificance when you've just had a really good conversation for 45 50 minutes mm-hmm. and you kind of think actually that's been one of the highlights of the week professionally in yeah. terms of that conversation that we've had uh, and i think you know the final thing for me is that whilst the professional bit's true uh, it's always nice seeing you know you nikki you vanessa you know once a week uh, and just kind of catching up and saying you know, how's how's life treated you this week? And and in the world of lack of kind of contact work-wise with people yeah. face-to-face in my Unite role, not so much in my vaccination role, but, you know, it's just, it's just really nice to spend that little bit of time and sometimes to talk about work, sometimes to talk about not work, sometimes to talk about the cinema. You know, it's, it's just, it's just nice to do that, isn't it? So, uh, you know, my final thought really much is, you know, you really contributed to 2021 for me for MHTV. So thanks to both of you. Oh, well, that's yeah. the best nice thing you've ever said. I hope we recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, did you have anything you wanted to say? Yeah, I don't know how I can really um, add to what Dave's just said, really. Mm. But um I guess um, similar, you know, like certainly for me at times last year, it was a struggle to get to, you know, every single episode because, you know, it it is a kind of big personal commitment on top of kind of other personal and professional commitments. And, you know, this is something that, you know, we do in our own time and, you know, that the guests who come on mostly do in their own time, you know, we need to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as Dave just said, you know, investing in that time never feels like wasted time I mean I was absolutely exhausted before I started tonight and now I feel full of energy again and I think that is something that I find with these conversations they are actually quite energizing and and for me like Dave said just having the consistency of seeing you both mm. has um, been really nice throughout the last year so yeah I, yeah I think it's been good and looking forward to um you know, the future episodes and what we get up to this year, really. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that's absolutely what I would like to say as well, with this idea that, you know, we started off doing something that's that we didn't think would last very long. And what I really value about it is the community with us and with people who watch and join in and contribute by coming on or comment or forward and retweet stuff. Um, and 
that's something that has been co-produced, doesn't it? Nobody, no one person owns any of it. It's all been shared. It's all been done for free. And I think that's a, it's a really lovely model to see thrive. It's, it's really yeah. um, positive. So I guess that just remains for us to say thank you very much to people who've watched um, and who will continue to watch. And do let us know if you have any suggestions for guests or topics. We always want to hear from you. And for those people who wished us um, Happy New Year, Happy New Year to you too. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye. 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 See you next week. Bye.